Hi, I'm Liz. And I'm Rhea. Welcome to Karma's My Bitch, a podcast about love, sex, connection, abundance, joy, purpose, peace, and how life isn't simply the stories we tell ourselves. Can we explain sexual attraction in, from a spiritual lens? And why is it that some people really want to fuck other people, even if they think in their mind, say, this person isn't good for you? I'm not sure I'm really, really can envision a relationship with this person, I don't, but I'm I sometimes... so down for doing it like with all the time. Yeah. Or this person I... doesn't seem very nice. They seem like a total a- asshole, but I just really like I want to sleep with them. I can't stop thinking about them and fantasizing about all the things we can do together and what they can do to me and yeah, vice yeah, versa. It's insane, but yeah. I don't even like them. <laughs> But, yeah. But then but how does that happen? Why does that happen? Well, from Is it mutual? Sorry, pause. First of all, if you feel that way about someone, is it mutual? Um yeah, 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 for sure. When it's really that strong, it definitely is on some level. Okay. Now, and I'm not talking about like when you're a fan or a stan of someone and you're thinking about a celebrity and you're lusting after them, that's not the same thing. We're really talking about, you know, Two very normal people who have interacted on some level. Okay, fine. Okay. And they like one, and like if one, like I've had that feeling not that many times, but they're normally with assholes. Where it's just like, <laughs> I can't stop thinking about you and I just want you. Yeah, yeah. And this it, is like the purely physical thing yeah, that we're talking yeah, yeah, yeah. about, for so sure. So that, that feeling, if you feel it that strong, is often, actually, to be fair, what I've noticed is that when I've, like, they always seem like they're always up for it too, which means yeah. that it is mutual. Yeah. It's really nice when somebody's totally up for it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, I can't stop thinking about you, but you also can't stop thinking about me. I fucking yeah. love it. Yeah. yeah. So why does that happen? So it's not, so from the spiritual lens, chemistry isn't quite what people think in terms of like pheromones and animal attraction. Yeah. Chemistry boils down to three things, right? Okay. The first is karma. Okay. As in we're here to like burn out our good enough story with each other. Yeah. And I need to do that so badly. I'm just going to fuck my way through that. Okay. So it's a comic connection. Yeah. It's a so, comic but connection. often we've said that with karma, you know, like yeah. often if they have, if you have that like. Sometimes really... it's one of the better sex too. Because so like you have so many issues and you're just like, I'm going to fuck my way out yeah, of this. Yeah, yeah. And so, so you're so desperate for it too. Like you're so into it. Yeah. I'm sorry, but that's amazing. I think quite like not thinking you're good enough or not believing you're good enough. And then in a moment feeling amazing. <laughs> like it's like a hide, like no other. Yeah. <laughs> like once yeah, yeah. you know that you're good enough yeah. all the time, you're a bit like, yeah, this is good. Yeah. The, the, issue with that lies in you start the to aftermath. confuse it's the aftermath right because yeah. you confuse that dopamine rush with the like we're yeah. meant to be together this would be an amazing relationship why yeah. can't we transition into that and you're like just keep it where you can keep it yeah as far as the and, and just follow it where it goes yeah i mean at the end of the day part of your karmic story might be to take you down the rabbit hole until you climb your way out yeah or it might be that you both you never know right everything yeah. But so, so okay, so the second reason is your fate. So similar cuz obviously the karmic story is effectively your destiny. Right, exactly. Yeah. So when you are So and f- just to interrupt what we call destiny and fate, destiny is the bit when you're in your karma. So when you don't think you're good enough and you've got to hit certain points along your growth evolution or along the line whatever you want to call it which mm-hmm. effectively get you out of your karma. Yeah. So it's much more narrow as a line because everyone that comes into your life is literally coming into your life for that for that reason, are you going to choose your soul, your heart, your worth, or are you not? And that's not in a, are you going to pass a test or not? It's just, are you yeah. going to listen to yourself and are you going to follow it? And again, for more information, just read a comic attraction. Exactly. But fate, as it were, yes. is once you're kind of out of your karma, all of a sudden that thin line becomes a huge tapestry. Yeah. 
And so that is what fate is. Now go yeah. on. So, so it could we be might... part of your destiny or your fate. Well, so in this difference, this would not be destiny. This is fate. Okay. Where you are contracted for your growth and evolution to have a very sexually based relationship. Now, your third reason is your divinity, as in you are so in your divine power or what you might just call in your power, your identity, that everything that you exude is of the divine and everyone's attracted to you and your light for that reason. You just have that almost unconscious sexual energy. That actually makes perfect sense. So as humans, and I know I've said this before, but I'll say it again, as humans, effectively, when we're in our karma or when we're not feeling good enough or we feel we're lacking in anything what we tend to be attracted to are the people who have what we think we want Mm -hmm. right so you know we joke about it but when I was bigger I used to go out for all the skinny men Mm -hmm. you know like and I'm sure it's something biological as well like I was ensuring my offspring wouldn't be round but like (laughs) You know, there's a way, you know, if you feel like you need, you're not financially stable, you look for someone who's financially stable or things like that. You know, like we look for what we believe we lack. But on a very deep level, what we all believe we lack in some way or another is unconditional love for oneself. Our divinity. Yeah, which is your divinity, but is unconditional (laughs) love for oneself or however you want to put it. And so when someone's able to exhibit that, then they literally are shining and showing the one thing that most people feel they don't have therefore mm-hmm. they are so attractive because they have that x factor that quality that people mm-hmm. can't describe which is effectively just i know i'm good enough yeah and when you have two people who are mirroring that back to each other wow that is electric often when i am in that space people call me naive like when well, i'm feeling like i'm just like unconditionally loving myself and i know that you know I'm not talking about how I can... Like, oh, there goes Rhea again. There goes Rhea again in the clouds. What a fucking idiot, right? Yeah. And people think I'm naive when actually, like, I kind of say I'm the opposite. Well, no, I was sort of thinking about that. And I was like, but if you had that somewhere else, it wouldn't be seen like that. I mean, I think part of that has to do with cultural attitudes and societal attitudes, which here is very repressive, right? Mm. Like, you don't get to shine your light. You have to be like everyone else. Like, don't stand out, right? That's a very English thing. It's a very British thing, I think. Whereas in the U.S., in certain cities especially, it's like you couldn't stand out enough, yeah, yeah, right? And you would probably fit right in. So it is very different like that. And it has to do with the fact that we've shunned and judged sex to the point that we can't even really understand or manage our sexual urges. Mm. So we're so we're constantly flip-flopping and warping them that we so, don't even know like how yeah. to fully express them. So do you think question time. Yeah. Do you think that you can find someone attractive and be attracted to them but not want to screw them? Or is is it all pass and parcel? No, I think it's definitely possible. You can, you know, I definitely I mean, un- think apart so. from if you're in a relationship. So I mean, there are some people who are just so sexually curious. They might be like, I wonder if that person's any good in bed. I am. But they may not entertain it beyond that. Yeah. Right? Like, I was sort of thinking about the conversation you were sharing with me, which doesn't have to go in, where you were talking about somebody who was kind of going through this experimental phase and, like, just assuming that, you know, a person might be good in bed because of some feature they had. Right? Yeah. You know, this person's, like, really built or athletic or something and therefore they must be really good in bed when it could just tend to be the complete opposite yeah yeah i mean there's some people who but do you think you can tell if someone's good in bed i think there's some people who are really good at telling i think everyone has the potential to be really good in bed yeah i really do but i think it has to do with the relationship to themselves Mm. and how inhibited they choose to be 
Yeah. And that kind of level of And also how inhibited their partner is as well. Because you can only, energy can only go so far when someone else is trying to control it. I mean, it's annoying, but it's true. Like Like you can, you can be in some relationships so uh, daring and exciting and adventurous and all those things. And in other ones, you could be entirely different. And it is, I kind of see it as a potion. You bring your energy, Mm -hmm. the other person brings their energy and together you make a potion. And that potion depends on the ingredients you put in it. But what's really amazing about sex is that the energy you bring into it can be shared and it can be, um, it's really one of the few things that we can really do that can be effortless. We don't have to turn it into more where it becomes like, yes, it's really lovely, toys, games, play, you know, all of that. What is really magical about sex is that it can actually... It doesn't take a lot if you're both really open to make it really amazing. Yeah. Well, you both, That's what's so extraordinary present, about it. Right? Yeah. When you're really present yeah. and when you're really open and honest and have a sense of humor, you can do a lot with very little. Mm, yeah. You know? I think that's it's fine. like effortless in that mm. respect. And that's such a gift and a gift that we have all taken for granted. Mm, or just not used. <laughs> or abused. Yeah. Like we've said, like if you don't know who you are sexually – you you'll struggle to be a fully actualized being it is an important component of who we are so unless you've been able to go out and experience it and have it or experiment and really realize your desires when you're ready don't force it don't like i don't know i don't even like i don't love this phrase but lose your virginity just because everybody else is but if you're really listening to yourself once you've done that a lot of other things can really finally come together for you fully and how do you know when you've done that and how do you know when you've finished that you feel satisfied but what if you're, like i'm good like what if I, someone I who feel like i've got more fantasies but what left. if there are always new fantasies there can be but you might just decide that you want to have them with one person and that's the thing is like one thing that they presented when I was doing this outline, which I thought was interesting, but I could I could get my head around it, which was one way to really know who you are sexually is to try monogamy. Oh, <laughs> we often have a different take, right? We often yeah. have a take like you, you know, fuck a lot of other people and then you get the taster, go to the buffet yeah. um, and work your try way all through the it. Things, yeah. Oh, yes. And, you know, if you've got cuisines from other countries, like you've got if you've gone international, even better. And they're like, yeah, yeah, cool. Nobody's saying don't. But to really realize who you are sexually, it's a lot easier to go deeper with somebody when you've been seeing them consistently. Okay. And That's what, what do, they mean. And what they do you know. mean by monogamy? Is it in a relationship or is it just you're only sleeping with one person you're both aware of that? Exactly. That. But you're both aware of it. Yes. Yeah. So it's a commitment. Yeah. Yes. A very simple one, though. It doesn't have to be a complicated one. It's like kind of a three-month thing. It's a friends with benefits. It's the like... Can we do this and do it consistently? So question, exactly. can you magic that? No. So how can you bring that into your life? Well, Rhea, you've got to be really honest about what you want. That's where people, like, they, you know, you can be going out with somebody, like not with somebody, you could be out and about, right? I used to pick up people all the time. I liked picking up people. It's like, I'm, I don't wait for somebody to approach me. I was approaching other people and I was chatting them up I guess is the phrase you guys use and flirting and I was really happy just to like see how things would go maybe it would turn into something maybe it wouldn't so it's not about magicking I'm obviously no it's about making the effort making a little bit of effort 
Okay, fine. Yeah, but being very clear about what you want. So that way it's like, because people find it really confusing. Like, what do I want? If I'm open about, well, I just want a sexual relationship, am I going to be judged? And also if I'm open about wanting a sexual relationship, but actually I also want the big relationship as well, or I also want a different kind of relationship, I want, you know, like, you know. You know. People always think you have to have one discrete desire. No, you don't, but you need to be clear about what those desires are yeah. because otherwise it gets very confusing. And so when you're working from like a manifestation-y kind of place, you're going to get really messed up results. Well, I mean, can we even work from a manifestation No, you can't. You, you really wouldn't. You'll, you know, but it's most people who really want the big relationship, it doesn't serve them to be like, I'll take anything. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, well, I really want this Michelin star dinner, but I'm so hungry, I'll just go eat at McDonald's. Yeah. Well, that's not going to satisfy you in the long run. Yes, it'll satisfy your immediate hunger, but it's not going to satiate you. But again, you might need to be, you might be driving to the Michelin star restaurant and it takes (laughs) six hours to get there. So it's all right to stop off at McDonald's on the way. Yes, that's fine. That's fine. But the point is to not confuse the two. Which yeah. a lot of people do. 100%. Or they compromise because they're like, well, maybe I can't afford the Michelin star restaurant right now, so I'll go for a McDonald's. And also, <laughs> it's this idea, I mean, like, look, again, I'm not the perfect person to talk about this because I think that when you get to a certain place, you're a bit like, well, whatever's meant to come for me will come. Yeah. You know, and obviously you have to make an effort as in be open and be out and about and be, be happy to, when you find even a glimpse of a connection, like mm-hmm. see where it leads. Yeah, 100%. But at the same time, it's not about actively pursuing something with dogged energy mm. so that you effectively get to a point where you're like chasing something. Right. Because if you're chasing something, you're in your not good enough story. Yeah. Okay. When you're in the what if it never happened in the first place scenario of you're not coming from your karma, you can still want sex and only sex. Mm, very much so. Yeah. Yeah. And you can approach people. There are going to be people in that similar phase yeah. where they're maybe out of a relationship, out of a long-term relationship where they're like, I don't have the emotional bandwidth. Mm. I don't have the mental bandwidth. I'm currently trying to set up two businesses right now. If I have to like make sure that someone else in my life is happy, I don't. I can't do it. I'll lose my shit. But also making sure someone else in your life is happy is just bullshit anyway. And it makes me really annoyed whenever I hear anything like that. Yeah, but there are people who might... Be thinking that is my yeah. point, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's, I'm not going to be in somebody else's head, but there could be many reasons why people really want something consistent but basic Yeah. in terms of, okay, let's just do this. Yeah. And we'll so I'll, but I, I really don't also have the bandwidth to go around and find multiple partners. So I'm doing it with a different person every week. Yeah. Right. And then hence the value of a friends with benefits. But the friends with benefits concept is so complicated because it gets wrapped up in a lot of things. And again, we, you know, we mistake intimacy for long-term potential. It could be, but maybe not. Mm. So we really have to be clear about what we want. And what are... And transparent. What what are, do you think, guidances... I'm just curious because obviously yeah. I have my own, but what are, <laughs> do you think, guidances, recommendations for a friends with benefits scenario? Mm. Do you really want to hear what they have to yeah, say? Yeah, for sure. They're like, for most, you don't do it. Well, that's exactly what I heard in my head. So that's why I was curious to see if it was exactly what I was... What, yeah. I heard it very clearly. Yeah. They're like, don't yeah. do it. It really hurts most people. So how do you know if you're one of the few that can do it? Interestingly, when we talk about monogamy for sexual attraction and exploration, you're not friends with the person. That's why. 
Well, yeah, that would have been yeah, because the friendship it convolutes things and mm. confuses things, and mm. again, that sort of ends up allowing you to feign intimacy that doesn't or does not need to exist because yeah. then things get conflated and it's like, well, you know, then we should just be exclusive, yeah, right, exclusive in that dating thing, which yeah. I don't understand. So it's literally about finding almost like someone who you're not friends with, but you just sleep with regularly. Mm-hmm. So there needs to be in that respect a lot of respect. Yes. And a lot of, and actually open communication mm-hmm. and kindness. Yeah. Absolutely. And what's so difficult for people. Uh, honestly, I find the fun, last one so hard for people. Kindness really, I feel, is quite important. I don't know. Sometimes I kind of feel like kindness isn't necessary in that respect. I think as level of generosity, which is to me like. You are genuinely more of a kind person. Yeah. So you naturally approach things from a more open hearted place. Right. Which uh, I see as respect. Yeah. The reason why it doesn't work for a lot of people and they enter into this sort of FW, like the friends with benefits scenario is because they want to take, they, they're kind of taking an established relationship and moving it into a territory that makes it quite tricky mm. to navigate. And otherwise, and the only real way that that gets sorted is one of two reasons. One, you end up together, right? Or Which often doesn't happen. No, or you end up hurt. Yeah, which is what usually happens mm. and why we don't recommend it. It's often better to, because it's either a friendship or it's not, mm. right? And if it's a friendship, then there's there's something there that's for growth and evolution. But sex just muddies that. Mm. It muddies that. Contract. But if you're attracted to someone, and you want to fuck them, and they want to fuck you, go ahead. Yeah. I never mean, say no. Saying, no, no, that's not the point. No, no, but oh, just I'm just need to just say that once. <laughs> never say no if you want to say yes. Just that's yes. what being a sexual free being is, and that's what we were discussing in one of the previous episodes. That's correct, but also just understand where the fallout could be if yeah, that take responsibility a... for your actions. Exactly. But that's part of being this like a sexually mature, whatever you want to be defined as before. It's like well, that's take... the thing is friends with benefits. It's not a sexually mature relationship. Yeah. It's just one where again we've muddied waters. Yeah. Because it's just the easiest thing for me to do because I can't I don't want to get hurt or I'm in you know wherever space I am or which is what I've seen and you know experienced in my time and points is I have a lot of feelings for you and this is how I think I'm going to realize them precisely I see it a lot with people precisely whereas if you go into settling unfortunately exactly because you end up playing a relationship without actually being in one because there's no commitment but there's everything else if it's not settling then it's just justifying and what about sleeping over i've always wondered about this one no sleepovers ever Mm -mm. why because it starts to confuse things if so if you want to keep it in the realm of sex then it stays sex well obviously again do what you want if you want to sleep sleep over (laughs) okay i don't think you have to keep caveating okay (laughs) i know but i'm just gonna keep doing it because i just i know that when it comes to sex people tend to really take things pass and parcel and what we try and teach with sex is it's one of the ways to really learn about your power and therefore it's do what you want whenever you want to do it but we're trying to explain a very specific type of relationship that's sex that's sex-based and monogamous when you are not in your karma. Of course. But also what I find like the reason why this is also I keep having to say like do whatever you want is because we have all these ideas around having sex with only one person and that must mean you're exclusive. That must mean it's got long-term commitment. That must mean it's going somewhere. And actually when I look at my kind of for fun exploration phase that I had, not that I particularly like talking about that kind of stuff, but I will say this is that I tended to be quite monogamous in my exploration and that was better for me because there was trust and there was stability and mm-hmm. I felt like it was steady. It was it was steady enough that I didn't have to learn about someone new and they didn't have to learn about me and we had our our dance. There's something very nice about that because it does create a version of intimacy. 
Okay, a, a, ver- a version of knowledge, a yeah. version of understanding, yeah. a version of maybe nonverbal communication. You somehow are like in symphony with one another. Mm-hmm. And that's great. And that yeah. works really nicely. But actually being able to have that break of you still, I don't know, being in your own energy at the end of that, that it's, it's an experience rather than a state of, mm-hmm. of relationship, right. allows you to see it for what it is and not conflate it. And it is possible for people to do it once they've released themselves from their karma, once they're living in their fate, and once they're really clear about what's going to work for them and what's not and why. And you might turn around and say, you know what, this might not work for me at all because it's all I want is a relationship and actually this might not be for me because I'm going to get attached no matter what. Yeah. I would argue, well, then why don't you find out, right? But that's just my argument. I think for some, they'll, they know themselves well enough and what their limitations are and others who, you know, might want to go down that road. And find out. Right. And that's, and that's okay. I mean, what's really hard is, you know, we tend to have all these expectations and standards and like you said, the sort of unspoken or spoken rules around relationship. And so, you know, we've destroyed that. I mean, you think about it. How many people are really that open with their friends about who they're sleeping with and what they're doing? Half the yeah. time, they don't talk about it because they know what their, their friends are going to say. And you just don't want anyone's opinions and it's heavy and annoying. Exactly. Yeah. So those types of relationships are almost not even possible. Apart from when you're talking to me or you because we are professional enablers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you go do that yeah. until you don't feel like it anymore. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. Because when we just discussed and we just had a whole episode about emotional cheating, that was the previous episode for anybody who missed it. You know, you're winding up in these scenarios in part because you don't know yourself. Mm. You're not a fully actualized sexual being or emotional being or conscious being. And these are the types of experiences that help get you there. And you don't have to go and fuck, you know, a ton of people. It doesn't mean that. That's not what we're saying at all. Or you have one or two of these sort of monogamous sexual things and that's enough. It doesn't mean... It's not about the number of partners. It's about the experience that you give yourself permission to have. And again, it doesn't have to be, oh, it's a monogamous sexual relationship as in I'm telling this person, by the way, I'm only sleeping with you. It doesn't have to be like that, right? Mm, No. Um, You can have two monogamous sexual relationships at the same time. No, that's not the point. (laughs) Then you're not monogamous. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) But do they have to be monogamous too? Well, ideally. And do you have to have a conversation about it? Well, ideally, it's communicated in some form or another. Okay. Right? And so while that sounds rather technical, like, oh, you could just go on an app and maybe facilitate that or, you know, I mean, nowadays there are so many apps that you can... Right. Or find some matchmaker or go to, you know, a brothel and that could be considered. But it's not because person is, again, like in the previous episode, that's breaking the energy. Right? Because if... It's not a monogamous relationship if people are bringing different energies to that, right? As in, I'm sleeping with other people and I bear the energy of that relationship too and I'm mixing this. It doesn't work. Yeah, that makes sense. That's not what we mean. But again, you can do that in a different, that's that's just something else you can do. (laughs) You're going to hit me. Yes, but but that is not our point. I get it. (laughs) That is not our point and we're going to keep saying that. That's That's not the point. Yeah? In your post-karmic life, as in if it never happened in the first place, that would not really be happening that often. And you wouldn't really be needing that in order to assuage some deep-seated, not-good-enough story. No, you just want to, if you want to have sex without the relationship, 
it's a far better and more logical place to have sex with one person more frequently. Yeah. So that, but By the you way, also, yeah, and uh, it's and it's more consistent that way because yeah. it really can take it can be a bit taxing going out and like you know prowling or you know who for, has the energy for that? I mean, I don't. <laughs> well, I mean, I should hope not. <laughs> Thank you for listening. For more information, articles, and inspiration, find us at karmasmybitch.com and at karmasmybitch.insta. And if you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review.